0: and welcome back to the Courageous Mama podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Stanameros. How do you persuade a life coach who's immersed herself in seemingly hopeless situations and seen complete turnaround to come and chat with us as parents on the Courageous Mama podcast and encourage us in this season? Well, I don't know what lured her in, but I so appreciate her wisdom. Could you do with a boost today? A way of seeing the same things in a more empowered light? I'm so thrilled to introduce you to my friend Helen True. She's coached in some of the most challenging arenas. Yes, she's worked with businesses and CEOs and private clients, but one of her greatest challenges was coaching London gang members, young people between 16 and 24 who wanted to leave their old life behind but just couldn't find a door out. A door out into the places of possibility that most of us expect or certainly hope for for our own children, and she loved it. She worked with the organisation Spear, who enable homeless people in southwest London to work towards a secure future. So each quarter, the centre that Helen worked in would invite a new group of people to come and spend time with them and find their hope. And the question they would put to them is this, where do you want to get to? Let us help you to get there yourself. Would you like someone to say that to you today? Where do you want to get to? Let me help you to get there yourself. If that would appeal to you, then you'll love this conversation with Helen. I've asked her to bring some of that magic of hers to the podcast and help us to see our circumstances, whatever they are today, in a new light with a different mindset.
1: I think you can teach somebody a CV or a cover letter in a day.
0: Um,
1: I think over the six weeks it was their mentality and their mindset and their self-beliefs. Um, That was the key thing that changed.
0: So I've asked you to bring a tool to us. What have you got?
1: Mm. Um, This is something that we would we do within the first week actually of the program, and we'd we'd start off with a statement, and it said, "Everything you do, you choose to do. Do you agree or disagree?" And I'd always get the young people to stand up and part part of the room, whether they agreed or they disagreed. And that was always a fun conversation. Mm. Um, And we'd go on to then talk about something which we call the power and victim mentality. Mm. Um, So we'd split it into three different themes. And there would be choice, control and responsibility. And then we'd look at what does that look like when we're functioning from a victim mentality, with choice, control or responsibility. And what does that
0: look like when we're functioning from a power mentality? Oh, yes. Um, Why are the
1: reasons we do it? And then how does that apply to to life?
0: Yes. And you can hear it in your own language, can't you, when you're in that victim space?
1: Completely. And
0: I'm I'm not saying you need to be a victim to have that kind of day where you go, oh, nothing ever goes my way. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: so subtle, Um, I think, those little things. I think we can kind of weave in and out of them throughout the day. But I think once I was aware of this, I was blindingly aware of it (laughs) in my own life. I think this is such a good tool that young people have found, but also I think for everybody um, in life and making the most of situations, especially as we are in lockdown
0: as well. So what I've written here on my piece of paper is on the left-hand side, I've written victim, and on the right-hand side... (laughs) I've written power and then underneath each of those I've put the three words that you've given choice, control yeah, and responsibility. What's the best way to do this? Talk us through choice under the victim heading and then under the power heading. Yeah, I think that's something
1: helpful from victim and then power. Okay. And what that might look like?
0: Talk us through yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: think so choice is, is such an interesting one, and I think almost two sides for this. So when we're feeling, we're in a victim mentality, um, we feel like, it's all based on feelings, all of the victim mentality, but we feel like we have no choice. And obviously when we feel like we don't have a choice, we're functioning from, from blame. Mm. And so we're going to be pigeonholed in and defensive. Um, but actually thinking about it more, I also think that we can be functioning from a victim mentality when we we're almost overwhelmed by choice, and I think that's also what we have now. Um, and so we go into a state of paralysis. So the, a lot of the young people, for example, would say, oh, I, "There's so many different jobs; I could do anything." Um, and they're right. almost the victim of choice.
0: So immobilising. What,
1: what can I just do? Yeah, 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 completely.
0: Okay, and that brings you right back round to can't make a choice. Yes, no yeah, choice.
1: but um, with. With the power mentality then in choice, I think um, is more about what kind of what, what what are we what actually can we choose? Um, what perspective are we choosing? Um, and we'd always look about actually how can we reframe something? I think especially in kind of now mm. with um, with lockdown, actually how can we reframe a challenging time when actually we do have limited choices? Mm. Uh, but actually we could look at it from one lens, or we could reframe it and look at it from another one.
0: Why don't we just alight on that for a second? So you've got a mother out there who's got a toddler and an eight-year-old and a couple in between, and she's desperately trying to home educate, mm. and that wouldn't be her natural choice. And her toddler has very different needs. You can really imagine that kind of "I can't do this, this is too much. Why has this been put on me? How could you honestly reframe that and, and still have integrity?" Um, think
1: firstly, when thinking about this is just so much grace and kindness is probably involved and I think we we'll look at actually what are the choices that we do have um, and I think that there's something which is really beautiful about actually accepting what choices we don't have um, so what's out of our control and almost accepting that that's, that's okay mm. we can't control all the externals um, but actually what what can we control and what is our choice
0: um, mm. within the
1: situation that we have um, and it might be reframing it chaotic morning into actually one conversation that bore out some some kind of connection or something really beautiful or a bit of fun or a laughter and I think um I find it particularly helpful thinking or reframing something from a position of gratitude what am I thankful for rather than um yeah. So all the challenges, and it's so it's so easy. I do you find it really easy just to think what's well, everything that's that's going wrong or the challenges? But I think it's a practice. I think it's a discipline. I think what's well, one good thing that's come out today, or what's two good things that come out today? Yeah. Um, so I think that yeah, that could help. Getting a sheet of paper and even writing these things. I could choose to stress out about this. I could choose to think all these different things, or I could choose to. Uh, make the most of this and what would that look like practically sometimes just being really blunt and quite factual about it is quite helpful because mm-hmm. the victim mentality is so based on feelings so and we can get so worked up in
0: that yes that's well said actually isn't it the the victim space mm. is quite feelings orientated isn't it which of course is valid uh-huh.
1: yeah
0: yeah if the victim side is feelings dominated what's the power side
1: i suppose it's more of a a choice, I wouldn't say it's fully I think we're we're feeling and thought, aren't we? So I'd be hesitant mm. to say it's just thought. But I say and uh, maybe it's more rational. And I suppose just linking a bit of that emotion and logic together. And mm. I think when you have just emotion, actually we're just driven by how we feel. And when you have logic sometimes that doesn't acknowledge the emotion. I think when you have logic and you have emotion, I think you can you can rationalise those things out, but you don't lose the depth of the emotion as well. I think it's important that you're right, as you said. If you validate those feelings. Um, yeah. Just being in that quadrant of kind of having a choice doesn't mean that it's it, You don't feel. You don't feel paralysis, or you don't feel you know, like there are limited choices. There is a reality in that, but I think it's then choosing what do you do with that, and do you kind of succumb to that, or actually do you choose to do something that's going to going to benefit or um, going to be better with that.
0: So if I was to come to you as that mum and say, look, I've got four kids, I'm really struggling, I just there's nothing I can do, this is ridiculous, this situation is so unfair, what would you as a coach say to me?
1: It sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. Mm. Well done. I think it's the validation of it is a really, really tough time. I think those feelings are okay and good and valid to feel. Do you know, it's um, funny,
0: even as you say it, even though I'm not that mum, I mean, I have got five kids, yeah. but I'm not in that scenario, I can sort of feel my shoulders go down for that mum as you say that. That is true. Yeah. They have a lot on their plate. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I love, Brene Brown says that, what if we believe that everyone's doing the best that they can do with, with what they have? Yeah. Mm. Um, And I just think that that's so enabling. i probably just listen to what's going on. um, But also, what does she want it to be like? What would a good day look like?
0: That would be nice to
1: hear. Um, And I think sometimes we get so bogged down, don't we, in actually what's going on, but we forget to to dream or envision what we really want something to be like. And then maybe pick one of those things, what's one thing which you would love, which would bring you joy, and which actually you do have a choice to do what is in your control what do you have a choice um i'd be interested to know what what kind of things were stopping her from feeling like she had a choice mm. um, and what choices that she did she have to make and maybe just explore some of those things mm. um and also explore the things that she she can't do um and maybe just actually allow, allow them to be things which for the season she can't do
0: so where were you when all my kids were small and I needed someone to call <laughs> <you>? <laughs> so moving on, I be right on over <laughs> <laughs> you would you would so we've we're going down a layer now we've we've looked at choice mm. Shall we look at control that's what I've got written under yeah. there is that right mm-hmm. yeah
1: um, and it's interesting actually I think rethinking this I'm not sure. Uh, how I actually feel about the word control, but we'll we'll run with it because I really believe in the concept. Okay. Um, so in the victim mentality, our view of control, is a lot of feeling like we don't have a control in something. Um, and so um, if we don't feel like we have control, I mm. mean, it's probably two things. It's either to be like, I just, I'm just done with this and a part of company, or it's to think, what can I control? I'm just going to cling at everything. I'm going to clean frantically and and work out what I can control. Uh, very fear-based.
0: Um, Would you call um, that a sort of fight-or-flight response? I mean, those... Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Completely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, you're fighting to kind of control something. Mm. And then in the power mentality, um, and I actually think influence is a nicer word here than, than control. Um, what can we influence? I mm. think it's what can we, what can we healthfully influence? Rather than what can we control, um, and I think influence is—it seems slightly more equal, doesn't it? I think, um, and I think I, th- I think some, something really beautiful about accepting. and I think like, this has really helped me actually. Think what is there's many many things out of our control at the minute: um, mm. our future and jobs and relationships and whatever happens you know, tomorrow or next week. What we're going through is probably a bit of collective grief of of loss of control but also individually what we're losing and I think there's something really beautiful about saying what can I influence within that and maybe I can influence whether I light a candle or not or um, whether I go for a walk or not today but there's a few things that we can influence um, and that's what that question is looking at
0: so that would put you under the power place if you look at what you can influence. So when you're, just yeah. to be clear, when you're talking about what you can influence, are you talking about who you can influence or what you can in your own life or all of it?
1: Yeah, I think um, I suppose yeah, different parts aren't there. I think firstly, really, just yourself. Um, mm. You know, they say don't need anyone else until you can need yourself, and I find that such a, a huge challenge. The first person we should learn for leaders. Ourself.
0: Yeah, pair um, and, yourself.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's it. To, to quote, to quote you, Mad. Um, I always love the phrase, "I manage me,
0: you manage yeah. me." Um, yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm a nicker of quotes, and then I just share them all around. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> um, I'm glad you like it. But, I stole it too.
1: But,
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, but actually I think that that that's what that one's all about is. Is actually within ourselves, our mindset and what we say. I think we can try and influence other people, and and that's great if we do. And um, but actually, I think our priority is how do we influence our own mindset and our mm. our thoughts and our words. And actually, that the rest will come as a result, won't it? But. Um, the reality is, we, we actually can't. Um, and we see that in lockdown, don't we? Actually, there's so much which is out of our control. Mm. Um, but I think there is a real peace that comes when we think, actually, I've done the best today with, with what I've got, and I've influenced
0: what I can, and that's mm. enough. I love that. Do you know, it's funny, as we go onto the right hand side of the page, I've got this kind of much more gentle sort of feeling. In. Yeah. yeah there are some doors yeah. here. There are some things I can do, but I'm quite interested yeah. to ask yeah. you, so you said that you know you don't coach people unless you you know you yourself are being coached. Can you think of an area of your life where you've had to kind of move from a victim yeah. column of influence over to the power column of influence? Yeah
1: might oh, <laughs> as well when I was going cycling. was a couple of months ago actually and we were able to and I got to the top of this hill and um, actually for me probably a lot of it would come and I was with Rob my boyfriend and um, and I suddenly started to feel really quite overwhelmed and everything in my mind was saying I can't keep up it's too fast I can't go up this hill and all this kind of influx of lies and um, and a lot of that probably the control so fear um, maybe a bit of resentment if you're going really fast and I can't keep up a bit of blame probably quite a paralysis I don't know what to do mm. and um. um and I remember uh, almost forcing myself to, to use this language and say, right now I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling frustrated because I can't get up this hill. I feel frustrated because you're really fast. Uh, I wanna cycle with you, but I just can't keep up. Um so and then I basically gave myself a choice and said, I'm I can either come with you but we need to slow down or I'm really happy to cycle home. Those are my choices. And it was funny, it was basically me kind of training myself to uh, to vocalise that, that language, even though it's all it's is not always as natural. But I feel quite funny, and it was really helpful. And after that, we like together and had a great ride. Um, oh, that's it's definitely so just, good. I think, a bit of a learning
0: lesson, yeah. And I really hear you in that. I think when we practice a new um, habit, quite uh, often we can feel like a sort of practicing psychologist, can't we? Yeah. I feel this. Yeah. I'm thinking this. <laughs> But yeah. actually to the other person it, it doesn't sound a textbook. It just sounds like, you know, this is how that person's heart is feeling. Yeah. And I'm yeah. actually recognising as that's well that thank you. <laughs> that um I'm actually recognising as well that that sometimes perfectionism can get in there, can't it? When we get overwhelmed, Clearly. it can be Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfectionism is such a, a stifler. Um mm. and I think that's with the influence box, um, I think that's almost some of the. If we were to reframe any of the, any of the stuff going on at the minute with um, the coronavirus, I think in many ways it's scrapping a lot of our perfectionism because we just can't control. I think perfectionism come from, comes from control, um, and and actually, I found in my work at the minute, it's, it's been really good to just not know what's happening because you're almost thrown into a place where you can't,
0: you can't be perfect or, yeah. or kind
1: of strive for perfectionism because actually it's all just a bit chaotic
0: yes. <laughs>
1: um, yes. and it's quite it's quite releasing actually
0: It means that the benchmark comes down doesn't it and you can give it a whirl and yeah. see what works Yeah. So yeah. that brings us yeah. to responsibility which is in the bottom two boxes mm. under victim and, and power so talk to me about yeah. responsibility underneath the victim heading Yeah
1: so I think Probably stemming from choice and control. If we don't feel like either we have a choice, or um, or if something's not our control, then naturally we think, oh, "I don't need to take responsibility or that because I didn't really have a choice in that, or, or you know, it wasn't mine to control in the first place, or to, to do." Um, so I think the outworking of of the victim mentality with responsibility would be, I think we we go to resent other people because maybe we kind of wanted to do it in a certain way, but we didn't take responsibility of it. Oh,
0: um, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so we, you know, we we probably think, oh, I know, I, I could have done it better. Um, but it's probably a bit of pride and resentment mm. mixed together in a bit of an unhealthy mix in there. Um, whereas I love, I've always loved the phrase, uh, what's in your hand? Right. So, um, I've heard you say that. that, is, that yeah cover mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. what is in your hand and sometimes i think so maybe it comes to that thing of you know there's so many different choices but actually what's in your hand what do you have um that's
0: mm-hmm. all i'm
1: gonna do um and i think there can be an unhealthy responsibility where we overcompensate or we do you know, what's in, maybe in other people's hands and that can come where resentment the resentment can come from there as well um but here is looking at actually what's a really healthy responsibility and what's in your hand or what do you need to do um
0: so, what's in your hand? Can you give me an example mm-hmm. of what that would look like under power and under victim?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe under victim, worrying about other people's things, if someone else has got another problem, just jumping in there and fixing it for them. Sometimes it's so much easier, isn't it, you just do something for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I think that's where resentment comes from if we just, we just dive in way too quickly. Um and actually that person doesn't, they also don't learn the responsibility in the in the outcome of that. Um, and so I think...
0: So that sounds like in, it's almost overpowering.
1: Yes, yeah. I think there's two, aren't there? We can, and we probably have a natural sort of tendency to lean towards one. We'll either undercompensate or overcompensate and overtake responsibility. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's kind of that thing of fixing. Do we just try and fix everyone else's problems? Um, and sort out, you know, their own things in their hands? Um, or actually, do we just work out
0: what's in ours? What's so we're coming back here to I manage me and you manage yeah. you, I suppose. And yes, I think, completely. again, you've got that comparison in there, haven't you? So if we go back to the the mum with four kids and she's home educating, she's got a toddler and so on, what's in her hand, um, I suppose, is going to be so different to what's in her friend's hand that she's offering yeah. her children. So do you think comparison comes yeah. into that place?
1: Yeah, I think it does. Um, pressure, yeah, pressure and comparison. And I think um, I think there's a real kindness as well, and probably, I mean, all of this is, is so much kinder, isn't it? But there's mm-hmm. a kindness and a responsibility, and I think a courage to say, this is my responsibility, <laughs> and I'm going to just do this for the best that I can do. And Mm. it looks really different. And I think especially at the minute, there's so much comparison about how people are spending time um, and everybody's experiencing this time in in history in a really different way. And I think thinking about our own responsibility just gives us a real grace and a kindness to say, just what I'm responsible for, and that's okay, and you're responsible for your own stuff. Um, But it takes courage, I think, to say that, because it's easier to to either overcompensate or
0: undercompensate. That has been so helpful. I've loved it. I've got loads of notes that I can use. And it's kind of fun to look at all of that and think, ah, yes, I can hear myself like that in that box. And yeah. Um, What I found particularly interesting, going back to the beginning where you'd been coaching for four years, and you must have built up a lot of equity with some of your coaching clients because they come from disadvantaged backgrounds where they don't feel that they can move out of unemployment into employment. Yet, yeah. when it was your birthday, a carload of them <laughs> came all the way from London to Cheltenham to celebrate you. I found that a really fascinating thing to watch.
1: I know. It was such an honour. And I think I've always said I'd love to just uh, start a business with all of them. It's incredible, the power of, of trust. Gosh, these guys would just do so much if people gave them some time and built trust. So yeah, I think it was. I think that's probably one of the greatest honours really was concerning with those guys and, and now seeing them in work and doing their own thing.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And, and the word that's really standing out on my page is that word validation. And I think if you go to somebody with your stuff and it looks messy and ugly and it feels totally immobilizing and you get validated, it's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Mm. Yeah. I want to ask you, as I sometimes do on this podcast, because it's called The Courageous Mama, what's a courageous thing you've done? Mm, mm, don't want
1: to be some conversations. I probably have with my family and with my parents I think over the years have actually been some of the courageous things and they're probably things that no one will ever know um but there's Mm. stuff that for me I think took real guts to to say and um yeah I think I mean I could say I've done a bungee jump but actually for me I think it took more courage to have this conversation
0: I get that and do you mean it's the go there places
1: yeah, completely. And you think, oh, this is so, this is, everything in me feels completely uncomfortable. Um, but it's, yeah, it's that choice over all of my raging feelings right now. And I think courage is, sometimes courage is just choosing, isn't it? Choosing what is, what's right over what feels kind of,
0: I feels that. easy. Yeah. Um, and was the fruit yeah. from it?
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah. Just, yeah, absolutely around and um yeah I've, i'm really thankful and treasure that time quite deeply
0: actually thank you that's a brilliant answer i love that because as you say a bungee jump might be daring for some people in fact not for others but saying the things that yeah. are on our hearts and trusting another person with our emotions that's very scary yeah. I so appreciated chatting with Helen and sure enough the very next day I got dealt one of those circumstances that challenged me greatly and I recognised that my language had a slight victim tone to it so I asked myself some of those key questions that Helen gave us and I was able to move back across from victim to power and make some changes. It's so enabling and releasing and less exhausting. What have you been dealt today? I hope you're in great shape but if you've also been challenged I do hope you can also find your way back across to the place of power. And if you found it helpful share it with a friend and I love to hear your feedback. I'm easy to find either at the courageous Mama on Instagram or my email is madelinestanny at icloud.com. See you next week.